Blog Talk Radio. Our show is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed by the host and guest on this show are not necessarily those of TPPC.TV's web TV show, radio show, blog, or its sponsors. Don't use the medical information obtained here as a substitute for a visit to your vet. If you think your pet is sick, get help immediately. And welcome to Pets Teachers So Much Radio with your hosts, stars of TPPC TV, Robin and Joseph Everett. Hello, everyone, and Wolfie Woo. Everett and Everett here. I'm Robin Everett. And I'm Joseph Everett. Welcome to our show, Pets Teachers So Much. We are animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, and pet trendologists, bringing you the latest pet news and celebrity gossip, as always. We have great content. It's the most up-to-date info for you and your pet's health and safety. Brought to you in a very real, raw, gritty, and not sugar-coated format. Today on Pets Teaches So Much Radio, we have guest Cynthia Dunn of Taz Photography and Aerial Star Productions. She took the pictures at uh, the TPBC TV Pet Fashion Show at the Super Pet Expo. And, of course, we have tons of current news stories for dog lovers and for cat lovers and for... Polar bear lovers. <laughs> we have a groovy group on Facebook, the TPPC.TV Pet Lover Crew. Check us out and join in the fun. Post your pics, scoop events, and you and your pets can hang out with the coolest pets on the net. If you have news or you'd like to be on our show, send an inquiry to info at TPPC.TV. Please check out our blog and like us, too. Oh, gosh. Let me tell you something. I am super-duper tired of the snow. It's, yes. I mean, today we got hit again. It's like another <sighs> eight inches out out there. and It's just... <laughs> it's, it's been the coldest winter since we've been alive. Yes. I think the, the next coldest one was like 1945. No, no, no. Oh, the next coldest one was 1945. But the next one that was, no, correction. The next coldest one was 128 years ago. Away, ago. All right, well, whatever. Yeah, that was. It was the one we were around. This has been the coldest winter in 128 years. So in our lives. Yeah, well, quite um, a few lives. Yeah, and it's really just. I know the people in Boston, and I. It's just. Oh, out of Boston, control. out in the island, Long Island, and that out in that. You know, that hook there mm-hmm. where they get beat up where the storms yeah. head out to sea and they the just. The Hamptons and stuff. And they dump on poor Maine and Boston and all those places and the Hamptons and that area. They just, you know. I mean, the lobsters are looking forward to getting into the pot to get warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Bad lobster joke. Yeah, but I bet they kind of wish they were in a pot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not funny. Um. We have to talk about some hacks. Do you know what a hack is? Uh, I never did that. I knew people that did. No, not a computer hack. Honey. Oh, okay. The hack, 
like a life hack. It's a yeah. shortcut to something. I'm only kidding. Wow. We had the government question you as a little kid. <laughs> Stop it. What were you doing with your <laughs> what was Apple your... 2C? What were you doing with your Compaq? What were yeah, because you, you can remember your... every kind of computer you ever had. So here's some pretty cool Oh, my hacks. AT&T System 6300. Oh, I was just uh, thinking out my mind. Uh, Mine. Dual five and a quarter floppies. And then I took one of the floppy drives out <laughs> and put a whole, uh, what was it, a five gig hard drive in. Well, five five meg, excuse me, five meg hard drive in. Well, guess what? When you're over 5.0 years of age, many women have dual floppies themselves. That's how I feel. <laughs> I have dual floppies still, all right? <laughs> wow, five meg. <laughs> you're still thinking about that. Meg. She lives down the street. Uh, anyway. Uh, so here's some pretty cool life hacks for pet owners. Really, really loved this one. I thought it was so cool. It's a little low-cost cat hut. You take a piece of cardboard or two. I, I would do it with two pieces of cardboard and two hangers, right? Hmm. And you undo the hangers so they're straight. And you do it corner to corner across. You make a cross with the hangers. And it makes a little tent. And you put it in between, you tuck the ends in between the cardboard. What's it, what's and, the, oh, how's the hole made? What's wait, the hole? let me finish. Oh, okay. And then you tape the edges all the way around with masking tape to make sure the hanger ends are in and secure. I'm sorry, people, Then you I tape a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. The okay. neck of the t-shirt is where the cat goes in and out. That's pretty cool. And you tape the t-shirt underneath the little hut that yeah. you made, and he's got the hole to that go in really and out. That is really cool. Put a little cushion in there, a little piece of foam. I bet our little ones would like that. Yeah, I know the girls would like it too. I mean, the especially, cat is digging it. Especially if my T-shirt would be like a condo. <laughs> They'd be fighting over it. <laughs> I want to get no, it's mine. No, it's mine. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, I I'm really love that. that. If you want instructions for that, you can find it at instructions. This is from the Humane Society dot org uh, magazine. And I guess it's instructables.com forward slash R forward slash Jesse will give you those uh, directions. That's really really cool. I'm really going to make one of those. So here are a few other hacks. To stop binge eating, you can put two tennis balls in a bowl with your dog's food if you have a dog that scars his food. And the other one is a muffin pan. Put a little bit in each cup. I think the muffin pan works out the best. Yeah, we've talked about that one before. Billy's going to get the muffin pan. Yeah, except, you know, we'd have to put rubber stoppers on the bottom because she would just... I should push it all over. She would push it all over. We really would have to put rubber uh, feet on them. Yeah. Uh, One lady says she uses an angel food cake pan for her fast eater. And another lady said that she stuffed a Kong toy. Well, why the angel? I, I see the angel feet. The angel food. So it goes around. Like, you have to push it. You know. I know. It has the big cone in the middle. Uh-huh. And it have to go around. Okay. Right. Yeah. Around the cone. Yeah. Or the dog's going to get, you know, Cone-suited. jabbed with the cone. Yeah. Well, it's not jabby. It's not, it's not you know what I mean. Not jabbed. All right. Punched with it. Oh, that's so much better. Blunt, blunt force trauma because it's <laughs> blunt wind. <laughs> Here's the last one. Stuff a Kong toy or natural bone with wet food and freeze it. The lady said it makes her beagles work for their food and eat slower, and they really seem to enjoy it. All right, but here's the thing. I don't want that dog with that natural bone and wet frozen food all over it on my living room carpet. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a mess. Yeah. You 
even in a because car. Because they're not going to keep it in their eating area. They're going to take it all over. They're going to sit on the kitchen. Oh, let me sit. Let me sit <laughs> on the kitchen floor with this. Next to where I'm supposed to eat, and I'll chew it for an hour. As it drips all over the carpet. So you want to tell everybody what Phil did to you today? What kind of lick she had? Oh, she's the worst brat. She must have eaten poop. She had no. She licked her butt. It was butt lick spit. <laughs> I said no. It smells like, like crap. It smells like her little butt. Not that you I sniff her butt. It smells like crap. Oh, she's she got crap. But then you take your finger and you wipe it on my arm. Well, <laughs> run in and scrub up. What did you do? Say what you did. What did I do? Took your arm that she just licked and wiped it on me. <laughs> oh, like I'm the bad guy. <laughs> but you started first. Here's some more hacks. Fur control. This one I do. I love this. I put on my rubber gloves, and you can run your hand either on the dog when you take him outside to get the fur off. Yeah, your or, surgical gloves, too. Or, or why well, I like my, my <sighs> regular pair of rubber gloves to wash the dishes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it improves the cooking. I'll make sure I'll use paper plates for now. <laughs> I use, this lady says, I use pillowcases over my um, pet's beds and change them once a week like I do the sheets on the beds. So that's a pretty good idea. And this lady says, I use a lint roller on my cat. She loves it. And she's yes. getting groomed at the same time. This yes, is all well and good. All right? yeah, we use this on our dogs. for a too. long time. But the, here's the thing. When you peel the the sheet off, and it's a fresh sheet. You have to be careful because yeah. Phil doesn't have a lot of fur. Yeah, <laughs> and it right to her skin. Poor little thing. I know. Um. So uh, here's a couple other things. One lady said, as a pet stain remover, if they have an accident, she uses wool light on the carpet. She found that to be hmm. a really good remover. Interesting. Or eight ounces peroxide, two tablespoons baking soda, and a teaspoon of dish soap into a spray bottle to completely no- neutralize like the urine odor. That's almost the same ingredients in mm-hmm. oxy except for some other chemicals. Yeah, so, I mean, there yeah. are a lot of hacks out there now. That's cool. Any more. Any more. Um, another, this is a, a good one. If your cat jumps up on things and jumps up on the table and stuff, the lady said she put tinfoil on the table. I was just thinking that. Tinfoil. Is she? Is she yeah, tinfoil? I did hear that somewhere. Freaks them out. Yeah. They don't like it. They don't like tinfoil. Seam rippers. This lady says seam rippers are great for getting mats out from your pet, but you got to be so careful with a seam ripper. Getting what out of your pet? Um, like if their fur is matted oh, and so matted That's out. That's very yeah. sharp. A seam ripper. That's no, I don't suggest yeah, that. Yeah, that's a scary one. No, I'm not. I know. TPPC, TV, LLC is not suggesting <laughs> that. I rescind that I comment. rescind that. That's bad. I rescind um, that, 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 uh, what, 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 what are they called? It call? was a tip, a hack. Hack, tip. And this is from the Humane Society. Well. Yeah. <laughs> when my dog had surgery on his paw last year during, during the polar vortex, the vet's office told me to wrap his bandage in press and seal. You know that, that press and seal plastic wrap? <laughs> Yeah. And it'll stay on when you go outside. Yeah. So anyway, some very cool tips. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like everyone except one of us. Yeah. So why don't we go to break, honey? And when we come back, we need to talk about elephants. We want to talk about cat do's and don'ts for uh, fruits and veggies. And the new popular pet names have been released. We have to talk about that. We'll be right back.
Squeaky Deaky. I love my squeaky toys. Squeaky Deaky. It makes me jump for joy. Squeaky Deaky. Roll it on the ground. Squeaky Deaky. I love that squeaky sound. Oh. Always makes me laugh Squeaky Deaky Playing in the grass Squeaky Deaky Rolling on the ground Squeaky Deaky I love that squeaky sound Have you ever wanted to have an amazing photo taken of your pet? Your pet is the most treasured companion, so why not have a photo of them? Ariel Star Productions can help you. Go to www.tazphoto.com. That's www.tazphoto.com to see the many pet photos we have taken through the years. That's www.tazphoto.com. And make sure when you email or call us to mention hearing about us from Robin at TPPC. And Joe, and you're back with Pets Teach Us So Much. So let's talk about some of the best fruits and vegetables, or best, uh, I'm sorry, best and worst fruits and vegetables for cats. Now, I found this article very interesting because I didn't think that cats would eat fruits and vegetables. I mean, and... You know, I think generally as a animal person, if you like animals, like I always want to hear, it doesn't matter what kind of animal, I want to hear information. I just think it's interesting. Well, that was like cool on Swamp People the other night that the otter oh, was in yeah. the one guy's house at the door waiting for... Uh, <laughs> you never waiting. D- a pet is a pet is a pet to everyone. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so the the cat can be fed fruits and vegetables. Let's talk about the worst fruits and vegetables. Do not feed them onions, garlic, garlic, and chives. This this is true for dogs, too. You don't want to give them anything like that because they're members of the allium family. And it can damage red blood cells, leading them to life-threatening anemia. Hmm. And if you think garlic is a natural flea and tick remedy, think again. There's no evidence that this is an effective treatment. Hmm. Isn't that something? That's really grapes and raisins. That, that We always knew that. Well, that's for for dogs. I didn't know yeah. for cats, honey. Small, inexpensive, and yummy grapes and raisins seem like they'd be a perfect, healthy snack for cats. But these fruits can cause sudden kidney failure in dogs. And anecdotal reports suggest that they may cause similar reactions in cats. Wow. Signs of toxicity... Include vomiting, diarrhea, and lethargy. So that's really scary. So to be safe, it's probably safe to stick with other options that are pet approved. Go to the uncooked vegetables too. Now, this is this is amazing to me. Uncooked vegetables before you feed your cat safe veggies, uh, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, 
you have to make sure that everything is cooked because the cat will choke on raw vegetables and hmm. can have trouble digesting it. So let's talk about the best thing yeah, to, to, to feed a cat now. And this was from um, VetMD online. So they said the best fruits and vegetables, baked carrots. If you think carrots are a treat, not only for rabbits, think again. Many cats love them too. Just make sure to always offer cooked carrots because raw vegetables can pose a choking hazard. Cooked winter squash. If you're looking for a healthy seasonal snack for your cat, look no further. So far, all my favorites. <laughs> cooked winter squash. Keep in mind oh, that treats, squash. even healthy ones, should make up less than 10% of your cat's diet. So even if your cat loves it, don't go overboard. Overboard, yeah. This one. Don't go much. all human with the vegetables on your Pets. Yeah, this one was so surprising to me. Steamed broccoli. If you want to slip your cat a bite of broccoli at dinner time, go for it. Just remember to steam the veggie first. Steamed green bean. Oh, and these are all my favorites. I can like this. You'll be pleased to know the tasty green in, moderate, in moderation is also a great treat. Now, this one was really interesting. Melon. Hmm. Felines lack the ability to perceive sweetness. I didn't know that, I didn't know which that. may reduce the appeal of some fruits, but many cats we know go crazy for cantaloupe and other melons. Remember, safety first. Always wash any fruits or vegetables you're offering and remove rind. Well, we had that problem with cantaloupe with salmonella for quite some right. time. On the outside, right? right? Did it get into the cantaloupe? It was in the cantaloupe. It got in from... from, from um, the from, ground. from the ground, from the other, I think from the other animals or something. Somehow the it got in the ground, got contaminated. Well, you know what? Yeah. On a on a average farm, they're going to take the manure from the animals and spread it, right? And use it as fertilizer in the field. And that could have been one of the sources of, but you know, that was a big thing the past couple of years with the yep. cantaloupes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yep. Um, wow. Then the last one, also a shocker, steamed asparagus. It may be tough to get your human kids to eat, but you never know. Your feline family members may love it. So make sure when you steam it, you don't put butter. <laughs> yeah. And garlic. Butter, garlic, yeah. or a little olive oil. Yeah. You can't do that. So I thought that was very interesting. So we see that um, that our guest Cynthia is circling the airport now, as we, as we like to say. So let's tell you a little Not a good day to circle. No. Especially, especially when you try to land. Yeah, at least she's not at uh, JFK Airport. Yeah. That was not a good Not land. JFK, LaGuardia. Uh, LaGuardia. Yeah. All right. That was a little scary. Um, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Cynthia. She's been taking photographs for over 20 years. She went to Bergen Community College. She has an ASM Broadcasting and also went to SUNY New Paltz. She has a BA in Communications and studied photography there. Go Bergen Community. <laughs> So, Got my AS and health there. All right, Joey. Um, so let's bring her on. Click the button, Joey. Cynthia, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? We're we're good. It's it's you know we were just talking earlier in the show. We're trying to sneak off, shake off the winter blues here. That's all we could do. Gosh darn it. Uh, that's about, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was watching a TV show on the Caribbean to get my mind off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. There you go. So tell us what the best way is to take photographs of pets. 
the best way is to make sure when you take the photograph that you have either someone behind you getting the attention of the animal, whatever pet it is, so almost like a child. So when you're uh, getting the photograph, they're looking directly into your camera lens. Um, there are sometimes you can catch them when they are looking away, and it might be a good picture, but for some reason, if you get a pet looking directly into your camera lens, that photograph is going to be much better than just taking a random photograph of a pet. Yeah, yeah. We can see that. I mean, you did a great job at the Super Pet Expo. The, yes. the photographs are fantastic. We've been placing them out on uh, Facebook. Now, now, tell us how you can actually get the attention of a pet when you're taking the photograph. Well, like I said, if you have somebody behind you and they're making noises, like if the dog or the cat or whatever animal has a favorite toy and you shake it or you make a noise and you just keep their attention towards you. Um, the other way is if you can't get somebody to be there to stand behind you Stop is... He's, he's shaking a toy. <laughs> like, he's already got my attention. Stop shaking the toy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the other way is if you don't have a person with you to help you and stand behind you, then you put the camera on a timer and um, you have a shutter release in your hand and you are the one who is making the noise is trying to get them their attention. That's well, that's interesting. You talk about a shutter release. So what is the best type of camera that we should use? Well, you can use any type of camera from a cell phone to a, a regular large format camera or 35 millimeter digital camera, anything. And if you like film, but most people don't use film anymore. So my suggestion would be, depending on the size that you want to print the photograph. So if you want to make a 4x6 or 3x5, your cell phone is fine. If you want to make more of like an 8x10, then you want to look at the megapixels and you want to make sure that the megapixels are higher. But if you want to print a very large picture of your animal and put a mural on your wall, well, then you need a larger megapixel camera and more likely you would need a digital SLR camera, which is a professional camera for digital for people to use. So any any type of camera is fine, Nikon, Canon, depends on your preference. Mhm. Mhm. So then once we have the camera and we're ready to go, where is usually the, a really good place to actually take the the photograph? Well, you can take it in a specific room that the animal likes so that you can get them in their natural environment. Um that will make them feel the most at ease. Um, if not, if it's a dog and you're running outside with a dog, that's a great place to take photographs because you get nature and the dog running. Um, and also if you happen to have a room where you can set up a backdrop and, and make it into a semi-studio type of setting, that's also a great place to do it. But mostly you just want to make sure that the pet is feeling comfortable, not anxious. Mm -hmm. So wherever uh -huh. that pet is feeling the best is probably the best place to take a photograph. So, you know, we've seen some fantastic photographs where you see, like, a line of pets or, you know, a whole grouping, and they always look really cool. So how many pets do you recommend taking a photograph of, of one, at one time? Well, it depends on how many people you have with you. Hmm. If the more 
like if you have a, an assistant or somebody to help you out or a couple of people to help you out, at least then you can have them directing the pets while you're taking the photographs. So if you're yeah. doing that, you can take up to as many as you can fit in that small room or wherever you're taking the photographs. But mm-hmm. if you're by yourself, two at the max is probably the best because you can't control what they're going to do when you're taking mm-hmm. a photograph otherwise. And then it's just going to look very messy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... A lot of times we also see pictures of, you know, pets doing different things, whether it's like agility or running outside. How do you do a good action shot with your pet? Well, all you do is you take a camera and you make sure that what you're using, which is the ISO number on the camera, is a high number so you can capture these action shots so they're not um, blurry that's one thing. Make sure the camera has stability. So if you can't hold the camera and you don't feel like the camera's going to shake when you're holding it, then you need a tripod to make sure that the camera looks is going to be steady so the pictures look clear. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to get blurry pictures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which a lot of people don't realize. They just think, oh, I'll snap the picture. It'll be fine. But with something like that, you do have to think out what you're going to do and plan it out. So Yes, yeah, so, uh, an ISO of like around 800 is is really good for that kind of situation. Good. So who is the best person to actually take photographs of your pet? Is it better with somebody who knows the pet or doesn't know the pet or does it make a difference? As long as you make the pet feel comfortable in the surroundings, it really doesn't matter who takes it as long as they are not antagonizing the pet. Huh. So... Uh, or making them anxious in some sort of way. So as long as there's a calming person who knows the pet around you, it shouldn't matter where you are as long as the pet feels comfortable. Well, so how do you actually get a pet ready to take a photograph? Well, um, there's not too many ways to get a pet ready who's never taken a photograph before. Um, You just have to kind of give them some space and let them kind of walk around wherever that you're going to be taking the photographs and then start the process. The other thing you want to make sure is um, there are certain settings on certain cameras where you really don't want to have a blasting flash that goes into their eyes because then you will get, you'll get like the pet's eyes reflecting into the photo and you don't really want that. Um, a lot of them have when you look at them at night, a lot of them you'll see sensitive eyes where they that you will see in the photograph that doesn't look really good. So mm-hmm. you have to be sensitive to look at what you're doing as you're doing it. So just make sure that you're not using a blaring flash that's just going to totally make them look bad. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of people want to get pictures taken of either their family or kids with the pets and all that. Uh, is that a good thing to do or is it just just too hard and not good. Well, it's a good thing to do if your kids do not antagonize the pet. Yeah. If your kids antagonize the pet, it's not a good idea. Or if the kids don't get along with the pet, it's yeah. not a good idea. But if the kids get along with the pet, the family gets along with the pet, and they make the pet feel comfortable and have a good time with it, then it's not a big deal, and you can do many photographs with the pet and family portraits. 
You know, that's interesting. I bet you, unfortunately, as a photographer, when you go into a situation, you you don't know really everything to expect. You have to work with what you can do. But if the family's telling you, oh, no, we want to take the picture of little Johnny and Fluffy, and Fluffy's like, get this kid away from me, you know, it's got to be awkward. It's very awkward. Um, most of the time, you if you have a group of a family and you hand it to the little kid or whoever is holding the animal and the animal doesn't want to be there, then you should have somebody else who would sit with the animal until you can get a good picture. And then maybe back away a couple of feet from where, you know, the parents kind of back up a couple of feet from where they're taking the picture so that the picture can be taken, you know. But you have to move very fast in that kind of situation because a lot of times the animal doesn't want to have anything to do with the kid and uh, it could be a real mess. Yeah, I can't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the kid's a brat, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it could be the bad day for the animal, too. And if yeah. that's the case, you might have to try again another day. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of good information. To really it, We appreciate your time. And people can find out more by going to tasphoto.com. Um, you hear Cynthia's ad on our show. Uh, we also have a link on our blog at tppc.tv. So definitely, if you're in the uh, tri-state area, you want to um, give Cynthia a jingle because uh, you can see by the pictures that she we've really been good posting. Work. It's, it's great really, work. Yeah. really great work. So, Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Have a wonderful evening in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Cynthia. Take care. She's really a good photographer. Yeah. She yeah. does a great job. That was I was taking notes. I, I see you over it. there <laughs> jotting down some notes, Joseph. Um, while we were on the air, we did get a message from Drew. He sent his regrets for not being able to join us, but sent us a link to check out. Um, so uh, Drew said uh, he had plans tonight. I mean, you think he would just really... You know, Drew, we're under all this snow. <laughs> And you're out there having a good time. Having a good time and all that warm weather. <laughs> it ain't right, I tell you. It ain't right. <laughs> it just ain't right. He sent us a link to a story about a tourist flock to see Japan's Cat Island. I did see that story. Yeah, I guess. I did see that story. I didn't. It was in USA Today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't read it. I saw the. I saw the headline. Meow, 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 meow. And I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to. Yeah, they want to go see all the kitten cats. Yeah. What? How did they get there? How How are they? Well, it's on an island, and I didn't watch the story. See, now I have to watch the whole story. Okay. <laughs> Here. Tourists from around Japan have been flocking to a tiny fishing community to see what's been nicknamed Cat Island. Hmm. And uh, it's just, uh, there are actually 22 humans who live on Oshima, off the Eheim uh, uh, area of uh, Japan, originally brought in to deal with the mice and plaguing fish boats, the mice that were on the fish boats. Right. So then they just ran amok. Okay. With the influx of day trippers, the island's elderly residents are worried that their quiet lives could be uh, uh, could be uh, uh, disrupted. Ten cats have been neutered in an effort to control their yeah. population. Meanwhile, there's hundreds. So, <laughs> great job with those ten cats. Wow. 
So um, thank you for the story, Drew. Now, we want to talk about, let's talk about Ringling Brothers, and we'll go on to that story that you're holding in your hand. Stop reading your head. You're getting demerits for that. Oh, yeah, do the Ringling Brothers story. I was, <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. So Ringling Brothers had uh, a deci- made a decision today. Um, the parent company has failed entertainment. Uh, they said that by 2018, they're going to phase out the elephant performances at the circus. Now, for some time... Organizations and individual citizens have been voicing their concerns. And our show. Yeah, yeah. Have been voicing their concerns about how the elephants are treated. Currently, there are 13 elephants that are part of the Ringling Brothers shows, and they'll be sent to the Circus's Center for Elephant Conservation, which is in Florida. And currently, there's 40 others that are there. Yes. So Kenneth Feld, the chairman and CEO of Feld Entertainment, said this is the most significant change we've been making since we founded Ringling Brothers Center for Elephant Conservation in 1995. When we did so, we knew we would play a critical role in saving the endangered Asian elephant for future generations, given how few Asian elephants are left in the wild. This decision was not easy, and it's in the best interest of our company, our elephants, and our customers. Now, here's the kicker. Other animals, however, will be seen under the big top. The 145-year-old circus says that it will continue to showcase horses, dogs, tigers, and other animals. So PETA, uh, Ingrid Newkirk, said in a statement that it's been a long time coming to end this. For 35 years, PETA has protested Ringling Brothers' cruelty to elephants. So, here's the thing. When you look at the comments in the story, everybody's saying, it's been a long time. What about the other animals? And why do we have to wait till 2018? That's questions that have to be answered, I guess, yeah. like one, thing, one day. I mean, everybody was kind of ticked off. Yeah. And then one poor lady wrote, I mean, poor lady, because she was kind of ganged up on in the fact that I, I don't think you can blame. I, I think it's the ignorance is to blame that she doesn't know what goes on behind the scenes, because I got the impression she was an elder, elderly well, woman. They probably thought it was wait, old. wait, she said, my grandchildren love the elephants at the circus. Yeah, and, and I don't think she. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't know what goes on there. But, like I was just going to say, she's not all peanuts for the elephant. Right, right. So, do you want to talk about, let's talk about um, the kitten story, then we'll go to the names. So, a shocking story. Uh, This lady in Russia, Russian writer, dies her cat, shocking pink. A Russian writer's kitten died from toxic poisoning months after the defenseless little ball of fluff was dyed, shocking pink, to accommodate a pink-themed party held by her owner, reports the Daily Mail. The kitten was the main attraction for writer Lena Lenina's pretty in pink party where all the guests had to wear pink. Eyewitnesses at the party said the cat was going crazy and trying to lick the dye off that had been irritating her skin. When Lenina tried to cuddle with the kitten at the affair, the cat struggled to run away. Guests were critical of her decision to dye the cat, but Lenina defended herself, stating... The pink color was especially chosen for its healing properties as it also strengthens the cat's hair. My vet told me it was a beneficial addition to him. On her Instagram account, Lenina said, 
A hairdresser friend of hers dyed the, dyed the cat. The cat's color matched the long, fake pink nails that she had. Wonderful. When media attention died out, Lenina gave the kitten away, and within months it became very ill. A veterinarian caring for the kitten um, said that it had died from licking the toxic dye. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, the, the Russian artist Yuri Kuklachev described the stunt as cruel, petition as garnered several thousand signatures asking authorities to charge Lenina with animal cruelty. Following the pet National Pet Rescue Examiner on Facebook by clicking here. So if you want to... Um, no, let's just buy her pink. Yeah, I mean, it's just gross. It's just, just disgusting. It really is. And that's what makes you like... Um, want to say asshole? Yeah, yeah. That, as well as makes you like pets better than people. Yeah. So let's talk about pet names. This is funny. This is the list of uh, top uh, dog and cat names. The number one dog name voted by most liked is, take a guess, don't look. Uh, Lassie. The name is Gus. Okay. <laughs> what is the face for? You told me to guess after you put your hand over top of it. Gus, next was Trapper, next was Finn, Cooper, Bailey, Otto, Boomer, Hawkeye. Wrigley, Ace, Batman's dog. No, no, no. Ace was Batman's dog. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's what they said. Stella. Stella. Bailey. Star. Bella. No, not Star. It's the ones with the dots on. That's the definition that people submitted. Sophie, Katie, Zoe, Molly, Pandora's box. You just you so you just Lexi. Thought, you these are the girl names in case you didn't. You just didn't even transition. You just kept reading. But you know what's funny when you read the names, like you think of. I know people who've gotten dogs just this year who named these names. Toby, love this name, short for Tobias, meaning <laughs> precious. So you're just going to go on to the cat names, then go ahead. <laughs> no, okay. I'll just <laughs> shut up as usual. Went on, but just explain it. Turn my microphone off. Oh, Milo, Leo, Blade, Harley for Harley Davidson, Tigger. Tigger's a great name for a cat, right? I definitely name my cat after Tigger. Yes, if it bounced on its tail. <laughs> Garfield, Cassidy, Angel, Mittens. How about Sylvester? Am I dating myself? Yeah, I don't Good name for a cat. Pepsi, Lily, Oreo, Charlie, Ellie, Molly, and Amber. So those are the top cat and dog names. Joseph. Thank you. We have any celebrity gossip? talk about celebrity gossip now. Why? What happened? I just don't feel like it. I'm just not in the mood for celebrity gossip because... Does it mean we don't have any? Yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't find anything in the uh, no, lovely No, you mag. know what? It's just, it's just it's a little fluff. There's nothing sub- substantive. Yeah, sub- I know what you mean. Substantive? <laughs> sub- you know what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this week, uh, this weekend, everybody's at uh, the Global Pet Expo in Orlando, 
And a shout out to everybody there. We have a lot of friends down there. So uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week. And next week, I want to talk about um, 10 ways to show your cats love. Because we have not been doing enough cat stories. And we love our kitty friends. And uh, we'll be touching on that next week, along with great guests and more. Have a great night, everyone. Good night.